You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Everybody and welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe, in the WWE universe, coming at you live, well, pre-recorded, not live, coming at you pre-recorded January 1st, 2021. It's a new year, it's a new me, and that me in reference is me, Ryan Knightsey, the host uh, with the most, uh, and the most being not wins this season. I'm doing a lot of references, I feel like, and I need to stop it. Anyways, uh, with me, as always, is the head writer of SmackDown, uh, is the Spicy Nugget himself, uh, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my friend? Welcome to the new year. Happy new year, everyone. Uh, aren't we just so glad that that other year is behind us? <laughs> a sentence that's been said every year for the past several years. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like they're getting worse, huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> But I feel like I honestly I feel like this this might be the peak where we're at right now. So many things went wrong. Uh, I don't I don't know it could get worse, but you know, knock on wood, they say. <coughs> I have uh, confidence that things will get better now. Yeah, I sure I hope don't, so. At least at least in America, uh, you know, at least in America, I feel confident that America will get better. You know, let's let's just say for at least the next four years. Um, that America will get at least a little bit better. That's that's so. the confidence that I have, uh, and that's the dream that I'm gonna keep alive. But I'm excited. Yeah, it's a, a whole new year, um, past 2020, which means everything in the world is reset back to normal. Um, the new the patch updates are in. The patch uh, we fixed everything. Mikey, are you someone that makes New Year's resolutions? Not really, so, because do you I follow know- them at all. Not really, because I know they're always going to fall through because I'm very bad at keeping them. Okay, uh, there we so go. I just, I just <laughs> doing so. Well, that's that. Uh, there we go. I do guess. you do you have any New Year's resolutions, Ryan? Uh, no. I uh, I subscribe. Okay, I have like this weird <laughs> subscription uh, philosophy thing where I really don't like because i feel like new year's resolutions you have to like publicly say them like i guess i can privately have resolutions but i never really have like resolutions on what i need to do or what i want to do to get better i have like vague vague goals of ideas of what i want to do but i've never in my life like ever tried to concretely say this is where i want to be this is my goal how do i want to get there uh and maybe that's a bad thing but also like i subscribe to this idea that like i as a person tend to if i make goals i end up won't be i won't do them at all mm-hmm. uh this includes new year resolutions that like if i if i make them i won't do them at all because when i say them if i keep saying that like oh this is what i'm doing this is what i'm doing to get there then i'm just gonna think that i've done it and i will no longer go try to go to the gym all the time 
That being said, after the year that we've had, I'm going to try to just, you know, just be, of course, the, the better person that I've, you know, strive to be every year, every single day. But also, I will try to go to the gym because I, I did pack on a couple dozen pounds. Good. And I feel like, you know, I need to lose some of that. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess not these days, but normally the gym would be crowded the first week of uh, January with people flooding with the same New Year's resolution as you. I didn't think about that, but I wonder if that's going to happen this year. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, that does still happen. I would be upset by it, but I think that still has the potential to still happen. Mm-hmm. But either way, like... I mean, I my the gym I go I go the fitness exercise I doing it I doing uh, I do is rock climbing which I haven't yeah rock climbing which is what I haven't like talked about on this podcast for like a year mm-hmm. uh, because I haven't been able to do it all year because you know going to a rock climbing gym uh, is very hard when it's COVID because you know unlike you know gym equipment where that can be wiped down in between every set or every time you use it or whatever. You can't really achieve that when you're rock climbing and everyone's using the holds and everything and, you Mm -hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, At the very least, though, I... uh, The rock climbing place I go to does, like, they change... Their their new policies that they, like, change it up so that they can do, like, 30-minute spots where, like, you reserve 30... Or reserve an hour uh, and you can be there the entire hour and then you have to leave and then they kick you out and then they... (laughs) supposedly clean everything um <laughs> while you're you out. no more yeah if you're in the middle of them if you're if you're like in the middle of the mountain they just have like a boxing glove that comes out and punches you off yeah it's a lot yeah. like i i work out uh <laughs> i work out at the wipeout climbing gym <laughs> you know so you know there's a lot of practicing where you're climbing up things and you get punched in the face by a giant uh glove uh there's a lot of like jumping across giant big red balls um, you know, a lot of classic white belt. You know, I'm jumping over a lot of poles that are trying to knock me out from under my leg. And you know, it's it's hard to have those ten feet falls into the shallow waters of the wipeout climbing gym. But you know, it's it's fun nonetheless. Yeah. That does actually that does actually remind me of in North Carolina there's a whitewater rafting facility. Uh, it it like it used to be like where like a or maybe it is, but like where Olympians train for like whitewater rafting. But they have a bunch of stuff. They like we rock climbed there, but it was not really that great. Um, but we also rock climbed when it was cold, so that could be it. Because they have like a bunch of like rock climbing and zip lining and all this sort of like outdoor fitness things or just activities. Uh, and they have like rock climbing walls that you know you're climbing and then they protrude out a little bit so that if you fall you fall into a pool of water below you and you're able to like swim around and you know do whatever from there uh which i've seen at like uh trampoline places where there's like foam pit below you but uh yeah i've always wanted to go do that and i i can't imagine it's easy to do when you're climbing up and now you're wet I guess you have to dry off every time. I don't know. I've never seen it done, but I've always wanted to do it. Maybe that's my New Year's resolution, is go there when it's no COVID and it's summer, I can enjoy myself a bit. Mm-hmm. Ah, man. 2021. The things that are to be. I'm just excited. You know, I... Not to, like, diverge too much into COVID, but do you think... What do you think summer's gonna look like this year? 
better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like the vaccine will be like rolled out by then. You know, like publicly. Yeah, um, I feel like we would we would have it by then, probably. Hopefully, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they wanted like full rollout by like I think I heard like April. Yeah, I think that's what I heard too. So but hopefully yeah, I, by then, hopefully by spring, things will be on the upswing. The upspring. The up. Da 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 da. <laughs> I just hope that like people take enough people take it so that we can go back to normal or seemingly normal. Yeah. Cause I would love to just have like a normal summer where I can walk around and, you know, go- like I, I was talking a lot, talking about it with Jesse, Jesse and I, I don't know what it's like in New Jersey or up North where people are taking it, <laughs> taking this more seriously. Um, but at least in Atlanta, Georgia, or at you'd, least in Georgia, you'd be surprised. I guess it's fair in Georgia. You know, where Georgia's not really taking it the most seriously. Um, Atlanta, I guess, is, but not outside Georgia. But either way, uh, nonetheless, I did. Uh, I did witness an argument between a liquor store uh, employee and a customer yesterday. Not yesterday, on Saturday, about masks. Uh, what, what was it? The guy walked in without one, uh, even though the sign on the door said you have to have one. Uh, mm-hmm. The employee very nicely came up to him at first and was like, hey, can you put on your mask? Dude put on the mask. He put it on really badly, though. It was, like, barely on his face. Oh, my uh, this just made the employee a little more pissed off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he just started screaming at the guy because he still wouldn't put the mask over his nose. And he's like, listen. And he, uh, the guy was – it was so it was so bad. They just started – he just basically started – the employee started, like, yelling at him and berating him and his wife just trying to talk for him because the guy literally wasn't saying any words he was just like being angry and just not doing what he was asked um and his wife was like oh you know he's just over this whole thing and it's like yeah we're all fucking over it i have to wear this fucking thing eight hours a day because i have to be here you don't have to be here you could be home right now but you chose to come out and still don't wear a mask you have you have to wear it for like the five minutes you're in here and you still can't do it. It's unbelievable. And it was like crazy. Everyone in the store is just like, damn. That, but I mean, that's all, that's, that's all accurate. I know. <laughs> so like, like all you have to do is wear it. I mean, the coffee shop I worked at, I've, I've had like four of those interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and we have free mass at the front door that people just grab and whatnot. And we offered it that, to them, but they, I remember one time, where a guy walked in not wearing the mask and just and then our the owner was like, "Excuse me, sir, do you mind? I think we have we have free masks, do, or do you mind putting on a mask?" And he's like, "No, I'm, I do mind." <laughs> and then we're like, "Well, okay, well, then we have masks at the front door." And then the guy's like, "Well, nah, I'm not going to do that." Uh, and he sort of has like that smirk of like, "I know what I'm doing." And then <laughs> the owner's just like, not very nicely and calmly. Well then, I'm not gonna serve you. <laughs> like, just just get out of my store. Yeah, like, I, don't it's just I, don't know, I don't know what people expect. Like, I we I, I feel at like the, at need, this point, at need, this point, <laughs> 2021, at this point, come on, guys. Yeah, we need we need more. I feel like we need more store. We need more store owners or people who are like running the store who are okay with that. Um, but yeah, and then but then they, like we gotta translate, you know, because it was such a battle. It's still such a battle to get people to wear masks. Now we need to translate that energy and that fight into put, taking the vaccine, 
which is, you know, if we, and, and that's what always confuses me about when people's refusal of like doing these things, uh, it's just like, cause they're like, I don't know. Do you not want to go back to normal? Like <laughs> to me, it's like, look, going back to, this is the pathway to going back to normal reality. The fastest is wearing masks and, and getting the vaccine. I, I'm just sort of confused sometimes when that's uh, people, I don't know if it's that they don't want to do that or if they, I don't know. Maybe we're going in too many tangents and still getting too pessimistic about the world because this is the new year and we need to be excited and hopeful and uh, I don't know. <laughs> like you know, we gotta we gotta get hyped into the new year, you know. And I'm excited because I feel like I feel like summer. Assuming enough people take the vaccine, I feel like summer could be back to normal, and that's the hope. That's the dream. Uh, winter after that, who knows? Uh, I, I feel like we'll still be having mask on a bit. I feel like I feel like wearing a mask will be like having an umbrella, you know? Yeah, where it's, it's like, like you just sort of you. yeah, you just gotta have it on you just in case. You never know. Keep it out by the door. Yeah, and then who knows? But even then, like I'd rather take that than you know walk walk with it on my belt every single day. Yeah, like it's just. I want, like, I think we all want this to just be over, like, and, and be not, and being an anti-masker is just making it, it's, it's like, it, it's, so, it's so backwards logic to me, because it's like, why are you doing it like this? Because all you're doing is making it longer for the time that you have to do this and be argumentative for no reason. Where you could have just worn it for two weeks and we would have been fine. And this wouldn't have had to happen. But no, you had to be a dickhead. And now we've now it's been almost a year. And well, you're Mike, still arguing you about understand. wearing masks or not. And it's fucking ridiculous. Here's the thing you don't understand, Mikey, is my rights. <laughs> my rights. My rights and chipping. <laughs> I don't want to be chipped, my dude. <laughs> Uh, what am I? What am I? A, a pet that's going to be chipped by the government by by Bill Gates? Hey, dude. I don't know. I still don't understand speaking how he's of, involved. Speaking of pets, speaking of pets, yeah, that's how I came up with it. My cat's just jumped onto my desk. I, he's chipped. You're my, yeah, you're microchipped. We we microchipped this guy. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, uh, so we had to get so we brought Jude and get uh, shots the other day, and also get microchipped. Just you know, you know, just in case you know whatever happens with cats and whatnot. Um. He never goes outside, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario. Now he's biting at my cord. What are you doing, bud? But we get there, and like the lady's like, and and I think Jesse's like, yeah, he's a little bit bigger than last time. And the doctor's like, yeah, I can see that. And then she weighs him, and he's like, yes, yeah, so your cat's definitely getting fat. <laughs> Just being frank <laughs> with you. You have to, you know, your cat's getting fatter, and you know, maybe you should stop free feeding him and stuff. Are you you hitting that scale of like, where it's like skin, like underweight, skinny, average, chonk, heckin' chonker, oh lord, he coming? He's definitely at chonk right now. I I would argue. I don't know exactly what his weight is or what the idea, how much weight he needs to lose, but he's definitely at chonk. And I keep telling Jesse that it's his winter fur, but she's like, "No, it's he's he's fat." <laughs> it's like, oh, no, no, he's just baby. big. He's just a big old fat baby. <laughs> I love him. Uh, <clears throat> cut out my coughs. 
Uh, I never cough in this sh- pro- show. <laughs> Cut out all my coughs, Man, this, past and future. This recording is going great. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> speaking of recording, let's get into the actual goddamn show. Yeah, let's do um, that. Let's get into the goddamn show. <clears throat> so, uh, if you are new here, if you're welcoming us on the first time, if your New Year's resolution is to get into new wrestling podcasts, then welcome, welcome, welcome. What we do every single week is we book our own version. We write our own versions of Raw and SmackDown. I handle Raw. Mikey handles SmackDown. Uh, we do this every single week and get all the things in there uh, that we do. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, we write all the storylines, the matches, the promos, the results, the title changes, all those sort of things. Uh, and you at home get to decide which you thought was better by voting on Twitter at our Twitter poll at CountOutPod on Twitter. Um... But until we get there, we'll explain more when we get there. Let's reveal the cards for this week, Mikey. Yes, let's do that. <clears throat> and we'll start off, as always, with Monday night's Monday Night Raw. Uh, why don't we, Mikey? Yeah, let's kick let's it right off it. right in the beginning of the week. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. We're starting off the show, not with the show open or proper, but start, starting off the show with a tag team match. Ooh. Tag team match, non-title between Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Nia Jax and Tamina. All right. Uh, after his last week's six-man, tis the season six-man. Tis the six-man, 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 uh, a lot of back and forth action, a lot of domination on Ajax and Tamina's side, sort of upset about the loss last week. Uh, but Rose and Brooke win when there's a sudden roll-up victory uh, that Dana Brooke gets over Nia Jax. Uh, Brooke and Rose escape before they catch any residual damage from Jax and Tamina's meltdown in the ring. That is, you know, six-man tags aside, this is a tag team non-title match win over the champions. You know, for a fact, they're coming after the titles saying, next. You know, you know what that means. They have a title match coming up. Yes. Yes, they have. Yes, we do. Uh, but not yet. We'll find out when that happens some point in the future. Mm. Moving right along, we got a backstage segment. Uh, Daniel Bryant. A cat just bit me. God dang it. <laughs> this goddamn chunker. Uh, Daniel Bryan's talking to Chad Gable, and Daniel Bryan is infuriated. Uh, scolding Chad Gable again about their loss last week, uh, citing that it is Gable's responsibility to make this right. Uh, Gable pushes back on that, saying that, you know, Brian was the one that was pinned. Uh, And when he hears this, Brian then slaps Gable across the face. Jesus. uh, Saying that no one becomes a star from losing matches. You win or you're nothing. Jeez. Uh, Fix this or your future is over. Yeah, uh, fix this or your future is over, and then Brian leaves. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Poor Chad Gable. So, yeah, poor poor Chadathan Gableton, uh, really getting abused by his mentor here. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I just my own personal shout-out, I like the idea of Daniel Bryan saying you don't become a star from losing matches. <laughs> I just... Real shout out to the Yes Movement oh, yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Um, <clears throat> moving right along to make things all the more exciting, One Nation with Tommaso Ciampa in their corner 
taking on heavy machinery and tag team action. All right. So we got big old, big old beefy boys against uh, Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa. Um, but of course, uh, without further ado, the winners of the match is One Nation. Okay. Um, they of course get the win over a heavy machinery, uh, and you know just sort of a brutal beat down after the match oh, no. as well uh, by by One Nation. After the match, Champa grabs the microphone. Oh, no. uh, both Cruz and Tazawa they both capture Otis and Tucker in arm locks. I, think I know what this means. <laughs> I think feel like we all know where this is headed. Um, Champa says that weeks ago we warned all of you. We warned the tag team division here on Raw. Uh, my friend Apollo here said it quite bluntly. Uh, we aren't here, or we sorry, we are here to take out the tag team divisions until we are the only ones left. One Nation is the only ones that belong here. One Nation were sent here on that mission, uh, and will do so until One Nation is the only one that remains. So Apollo, um, Apollo and Akira, uh, Champa puts down the mic. He then hits his chest once, and Akira breaks Tucker's arm. Champa hits uh, his chest the second time, and Apollo breaks Otis's arm. Uh, then Champa, then Champa lifts, lifts his finger in the air. Cruz and Tazawa then do the One Nation salute as well. Double hits on the chest, one finger up in the air. Uh, heavy Machinery will be out for at least six weeks. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what your plan is here with all these broken arms. Are you, like, trying to take people out of the Royal Rumble? I'm not trying to take people out of the Royal Rumble, but uh, I have to take out tag teams, right? That is the gimmick I'm bestowing. I chose this gimmick for One Nation to be, like, to become the dominating factor of the tag team. What better way than to take out, literally take out the rest of the competition? But, like, uh, at, at what point does Raw just go from, like, having a whole roster full of people to Raw being, like, one promo from one nation every week and then being over because everybody's arm is broken? Yeah, well, they're they're broken, but they heal. They'll come back. Otis and Tucker will be back in six weeks. That's a, It's like a month and a half. That's a long time. Yeah, they got plenty of tag teams. You know, I can start... I don't have to do stuff. You got the Royal Rumble around the corner. I still got... I got the Viking Raiders. I got Ali and Alexander. I got Reed I got and Ruas. The Viking I got Raiders, whose arms I'm breaking next week. I got Ali and Alexander, <laughs> who have who are in two weeks, have a schedule for their arms getting broken. I got Reed and Ruas. I got LLC. It's I got like, Ziggler and Rude. I got they, plenty of time. One Nation has like a schedule whiteboard. It's like, well, okay, on this raw, we're gonna break these guys' arms. And when, I have when does five... their hunger become too much, right? And they just start breaking like everybody's arms. Like camera, I got camera five people, announcers, uh, timekeepers. Well, they're not in the tag team division, <laughs> and they're you know they're not in the tag team division. I got five teams here. As soon as if I break all of their arms, then by time I do that, the week following, uh, Birch and Lorkin return, so I can break their arms again. And then the week following that is is uh uh. Uh, Otis and Tucker having machinery. This vicious cycle of arm breaking. That's never. Yeah, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you understand. Finally. Okay, moving right along. I'm gonna backstage segment with Drew Gulak, seen outside a locker door, locker room door, wondering what he's doing. Out walks Chad Gable. Interesting. Uh, 
Drew Gulak tells Gable that he's glad he's found him. Gulak tells Gable that he needs to watch out for Daniel Bryan. Pure 2.0, uh, maybe. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. He just told him to. He just warned him about Daniel Bryan. He just says that Bryan uses people to for his own advantage. Use me when I was his future of the business. He probably used Edge to become a tag team champion. I don't know. You gotta watch out for him, nonetheless. Gable responds sternly. He says that Bryan's best interest is making me a star in WWE. He knows what he's doing, but I guess you just never saw that. Gulak tries to stop Gable, but then Gable slaps Gulak right in the face. And walks away. This is like a, a novella. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just getting slapped. Yes, and, and arms broken. I'm turning the show into Lucha Underground. <laughs> uh, next up, backstage interview with Rhea Ripley and Ruby Riot. Uh, Charlie asks Riot the question first. You know, seeing that you know she is returned. Um, saying that the internet is a buzz about her run-in last week, saving saying Ripley. Mm. You know, why did she do so? Ruby says that she came to the main roster with Liv Morgan. Uh, she understands her better than anyone else on this roster. And the moment I heard Ripley's story about what Liv was messaging to her, I knew Rio was right. Whoa. Um, so I asked uh, to leave SmackDown immediately and try to head to Raw. Uh, and after a little bit of uh, finagling, I'm finally here. Um, Friendship be damned. Rhea's right. Uh, you see, Liv was the reason I left the Riot Squad in the first place. What? Uh, yes, ba- remember, back in early Hit the Books era, Riot Squad broke up and became, remember, just the country club of Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan and well, was Riot was on Raw? On Raw. <laughs> yes, Ruby Riot was on Raw. Uh... I'm we're now I'm giving backstory saying that that she was the reason Liv was the reason I left the right squad in the first place and wanted to stay on Raw. Uh, the stuff she was messaging Rhea uh, Ripley here is the exact same stuff she was sending to me. Um, I tried to talk to Sarah Logan about it, but Sarah wasn't having it, saying that Liv was incredibly nice to her and that what I was saying didn't make any sense with you know, the Liv that she knew. You see, Liv is trying to be all buddy buddy with everyone here. And claims to be helping people and tra- trying to break down the barriers and the tribes in this division. But truly, she doesn't care about any of that. She has said awful things about every single person on this roster. She doesn't want to lift others up. She wants to use them to inflate her own image. And the moment you tell her she's wrong, she claims you are attacking her and belittles you and pretends that she's above being the child that she is. Rhea Ripley is right. She's been right all along. And I hate that not only did no one side with her, more people came to Liv's defense. She needs to stop, and we're here to do that. Brutal. I like it. I like Ruby Riot being like, yeah, Liv's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just break, I'm just breaking all of this, breaking all of this stories. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Uh, unless you had something else to say? No, go ahead. Uh, moving right along, we have a singles match. Between, I should have said, set this up earlier, Chad Gable with Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. I kind of saw this one coming. Yeah, yeah, pretty, I should have said it, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious where it was headed. Um, Gable gets the win. Chad Gable gets the win when Daniel Bryan distracts the referee, uh, and Gable hits Gulak with a chair in the back. Oh, no. Uh, and then Chad and throw the chair of the ring. Gable hits that suplex, gets the win over Gulak. After the match, 
Gable points to the camera and mimes a title around his waist. People on Raw just love doing that. I mean, well, you gotta you gotta come for those titles. What are we doing here? We they, love, those they love doing it in the the we win a match and then go like this. Yeah, baby. And then do the thing. Um moving right along, we got a backstage segment uh with R Truth, who's sort of backstage training for some of the referees backstage. Okay. Suddenly, a a, a trio of Mojo Rawley, Drake Maverick, and Shelton Benjamin uh, walk over and start talking to Truth, hyping him up, and slowly butting out the referees. Uh, They give Truth uh, some eggnog to celebrate, uh, you know, some leftover eggnog from Christmas and all that. Because technically, this is the Monday after Christmas, is what this show is airing at. Uh, And asking him what he's doing for New Year's. Uh, Truth tells them nothing much, maybe make some TikToks, you know, you know me. Um, the three of them invite Truth out for a New Year's celebration with the boys. Truth thinks about it for a second and agrees. Interesting. I have a feeling well, somebody has ulterior motives. <laughs> we'll find out what happened New Year's Eve <laughs> next week. Can't wait. Um, speaking of, next up, we have another tag match in the women's division. Uh, also, you know, set up from last week, Rhea Ripley and Ruby Riot taking on the team of Chelsea Green and Mickey James with Liv Morgan in their corner. All right. Um, uh, and the winners of this match are going to be Rhea Ripley and Ruby Riot getting the win when Rhea Ripley pins Mickey James here. Uh, and some solid stare downs and, and threats being c- across the board. I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, yes, Rhea Ripley and Ruby Wright get the win here. All right, I like it. Uh, next up, a quick little video package with MVP and the LLC appearing on the screen. They say they they are in the business of making money, and there's no bigger cash cow than winning the Royal Rumble and winning the WWE Championship. Uh, whether it's myself, Mister Three Hundred Five, uh, or the Swiss Cyborg Cesaro here, or you know even the Almighty Bobby Lashley. A win at the Royal Rumble is a win for the LLC, and we will ensure that our stock rises up when one of us go to WrestleMania and win the WWE Championship. So there you go, MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Cesaro, all making their tensions known. They are all entering the Royal Rumble. All right, more people entering the Rumble. I like it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, at least on this end, we know that uh, the Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble so far, is Roman Reigns, MVP, Cesaro, and Lashley. There you go. All right. Moving right along is the main event of the night. The main event that was teased last week. That main event is a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Dijakovic. Cool. Um, so a lot of back and forth action here. Two heavy hitters. A match that Brian Knightsey would love to see. Just two heavy hitting athletic buff dudes. Just really going at it. Mm-hmm. You know you love to. I I got the Vince McMahon syndrome over here. <laughs> Two big burly guys who are also athletic. Big burly uh, buff boys. Big burly buff. <laughs> big burly buff boys is our next podcast. <laughs> uh, after after we both get shredded. Um. Anyways, uh, a lot of back and forth action here between the two. Uh, but during the match. Uh, Roman Reigns attacks McIntyre when he has the advantage. Uh, which results in a DQ, um, which means that because of that, um, 
Oh, sorry, I wrote this down. Oh, man, I wrote that down. Let me retake that because it's a real different, real difference is what I mean to say. Okay. Roman, Ro- Roman, uh, Roman uh, comes out, uh, stares down McIntyre, and then walks to the ring and then sucker punches Dijakovic. Okay. That's what I needed to say. Sucker punches Dijakovic, which results in disqualification, which means that the winner of the match is Dijakovic, the new number one contender, Dijakovic. Very interesting that Roman was just like, fuck you, McIntyre. Uh, then Dijakovic, you, Dijakovic uh, then attacks McIntyre, because well, McIntyre is obviously angry, so they attack each other, they beat each other up and whatnot. Um, and then uh, and then that's, that's what we do. Dijakovic's out, Roman and McIntyre beating each other up to end the show. All right. So there we go. That is Monday Night Raw for you, Mikey. Monday Night Raw in the books. Big Thoughts, Raw. comments, questions, concerns. Big Raw here. I like a lot of the. I like a lot of. Uh, I like a lot of things you did here. I like. I like Riot joining Ripley and being like, "Yeah, Liv was the worst." I don't know who who thought she was a good tag team partner. Like it's whatever. <laughs> um, I like Mac and I like Roman basically picking his opponent out of the two number one contenders. Uh, being like, yeah, you yeah. you're gonna fight me, so I'm gonna punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a really good, really good raw all around. Yeah, thank you. Like and Royal obviously, Beach some of those Royal Rumble being like, yeah, it'll make our value go higher, make yep. more money. Yep, there's no bigger cash cow than that title, that WrestleMania win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously some concerns you had was uh, One Nation t- destroying every <laughs> roster member's yeah. uh, arm. Uh, but we'll see where that goes, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I-, I feel like I had a lot of big story beats this Raw. So I feel like the concern of whether or not I win or lose depends on whether or not people enjoy those story beats. But I think a lot of, like, you know, you know a lot of reveals today mm-hmm. would happen. Uh, and that's the other thing is that at the time of recording, we still don't know uh, when when the Royal Rumble is going to be. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we are recording this after TLC, so maybe they announced it at TLC and I just missed it. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, there we go. WWE officially announced the Royal Rumble date. Um, I missed it. I wasn't watching TLC last night because of uh, my girlfriend wanted to watch Christmas movies, and you know you can't say no to that. Uh, Royal Rumble is going to be January thirty first. That is fair. I would I would not say no to that either. That's fair. We watched what did we watch? Santa Claus two. <laughs> um, Classic. Uh, but either way, uh, the Royal Rumble is announced for January thirty first, twenty twenty one. So I'll look up exactly what that means for us. What? Uh, how many? Uh, how many? The building we episodes? have. How many weeks to build? Yes, I think that means we have. Four or five, maybe? I don't quite remember, but I'll look it up. Uh, but nonetheless, Mikey, it is your turn to, to yeah. present present Monday Night Raw for us. Present Friday Night Smackdown for you. You presented Raw for us. Huh? <laughs> Who? Me? All right. Opening up Smackdown. Moving on. <laughs> opening up Smackdown, we have... Uh, GM Page uh, coming to the ring, grabbing a mic and saying, I wanted to come out here and personally welcome you all to Friday Night Smackdown and to wish everyone a happy new year. 
to ring in 2021, I have a big announcement. Tonight, in our main event, we are going to have a New Year's Women's Battle Royal. The winner of the Battle Royal will become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Hope you all okay. enjoy SmackDown tonight and have a happy New Year. Nice. Yeah, nice. Okay, uh, solid announcement. You, you, have, you have Raw on the day after Christmas, and I have SmackDown on New Year's Day. That's true. That's true. Okay, solid, solid announcement. A possibility of who on the Royal on the... Oh, but interesting, especially after last week's trade. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> after that show opener, we have match number one. We have Mastiff, Dave Mastiff taking on Titus O'Neil, and Ma- and uh, Mastiff gets the victory. Congratulations so, to Dave Mastiff. Another solid win. Yeah, you know, don't really need much there. Dave Mastiff, Titus O'Neil, Mastiff gets the victory. Just building him up a little bit, building up a singles run. I guess it is Titus O'Neil, so. <laughs> we come after on. That, <laughs> what do we expect? <laughs> After that, we have a backstage interview with Kevin Owens about his title defense last week and if he plans on doing another open challenge this week. Owens says, I feel good about last week. Joe took me to my limit, but I came out on top. As for this week, I do plan on doing another, but but before you can finish, Owens is jumped backstage by Samoa Joe, who beats him down, throws him into a metal truss, and Joe grabs the mic from the interviewer and says, sorry, his open challenge is canceled this week. I don't want anyone else to get a shot at that belt until I get my hands on it. Last week, I had the title one until he got a little bit of a lucky break. And there's no way Lightning is going to strike twice. Joe walks away and leaves Owens uh, beaten down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy crap, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. I love I love Samoa Joe being like, no, no not happening. Not on my no, watch. No, 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 no. What do you think you're doing? It, I'll have you know, sir, that is incorrect. <laughs> I love it. All right. After that, we got match number two. We got Andrade with Morrison taking on Rey Mysterio, and we have Andrade getting the victory. Okay. Solid Lucha Libre match. Yeah. With the Lucha roots that is Morrison Andrade, maybe maybe Mysterio will join the faction. Oh, and they they could they could have this cool like underground gimmick. Maybe we'll call them Lucha Underground. Lucha, or no? What are you talking about? We'll have the return of Latino World Order. <laughs> LWO for life, baby. All right, LWO for life, Chica. I don't know. I don't know what after, they did. <laughs> after Andrade's victory, we have a video package, which which is an interview from after uh, the the ladder match at TLC. Uh, with the Usos about winning their tag titles. Uh, the Usos say it was a hard road to get here, especially with Undisputed Era attacking us the way they did, but that attack didn't deter us. It put a raging fire in our hearts, and it made us want to be the champions more than anything, and we are. So anyone who wants a piece, come get some, Us. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Look at those baby faces over there. Oh, yeah. Those baby faces get saying laying down the law of the, their land. Yeah, I'd love to see the new, it. The new, the new champions of SmackDown, the new tag team champions. You're you making their statement saying, "If anybody wants a piece, come get a piece." I'd love to see it. After that, we have a tag team match. We have Brizongo taking on Styles and Balor, and Styles and Balor pick up the victory. Okay, Styles and Balor getting another victory. Ooh, another victory from this. This new sort of tag team here. From the phenomenal ones. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? 
Oh my god. I, ooh, it, oh, there's a lot of... Oh man, hold on. Styles and Balor as a team is very intriguing to me. Yes. And I don't know where you're going with it, but I have... so It opens up so many ideas specifically with people who are on your roster. But I don't know if you're going that direction, so I don't know if I want to say it. Um... After that, we have a backstage interview with Scarlett Bordeaux and Karrion Cross. The interviewer asked them what made them want to come to SmackDown. Scarlett says, well, I think we made it quite clear. We want to be the most dominant force in this company. We've already dominated NXT, and now we're here for SmackDown. Then, next on to Raw. For years to come, no one will forget the names Scarlett and Cross. Braun Strowman walks up into the interview area and says, Cross, I'll admit when we had a match months ago, I underestimated you. That mistake, that's a mistake I won't be making ever again. If you're mad enough to fight me, come meet me in the ring. See if you can handle the monster among men. Gotta say, I love that you're, uh... <laughs> the only one I ever do a voice for is Braun Strowman. You did, no, you did one for Samoa Joe, my dude. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah, you did. For bigger dudes, you've been doing the, the gimmick voice, and I love it. You gotta do the, for the, always, I, I don't know why, but everybody else, I just do a regular voice, but then when it comes to anyone big, I'm like, yeah, you know. Come <laughs> it's not a bad Braun Strowman. Um, it's not a bad Braun Strowman whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Cross looks up at Stro- looks Strowman up and down, and he nods to Scarlet. Scarlet says, "Looks like you're on," which leads to our next match: Braun Strowman versus Karrion Cross. Oh dang! A uh, callback to their uh, was it Survivor Series qualifying match? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. This going to get the win here. This match, however. Leads to a draw when the two fight to the top. Huh? When the two fight to the top of the stage, and Strowman gives Cross a running power slam off the stage through electrical through a table with a full of electrical wiring, uh, and the match ends in a double count out. Oh, interesting! I like love to see that double count out draw. Braun Strowman and Kieran Cross getting nil there, mm-hmm. but it does call co- it does end with Strowman doing the power slam to Cross. Which I also think is interesting, mm-hmm. but uh, you know I like it. I I feel like carrying cross might be a great way to get more of an edge back to Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. That's why that's kind of what I was trying to start with this, um, with the Strowman th- having to literally throw carrying cross off the stage to even get a draw. Like, yeah, um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like where I like where it's headed. Thank you. After that, we have a backstage interview with Sasha Banks about the Battle Royal tonight to determine the number one contender. Sasha says, quite frankly, it just doesn't matter who wins. Not a single person here can take on the boss. Whoever wins is going to be in for a rude awakening once they actually get to face me in the ring. Oh my gosh. The yeah. boss. The boss. Mm-hmm. Well, let's find out who that's going to be then. All right. Well, next next up is our main event, the Women's Battle Royal, uh, with all, every member of the SmackDown Women's roster, all 13 of them, uh, are competing in this one. Uh, th- some notable eliminations here. We have uh, Tony Storm and Piper Niven teaming up to take out Charlotte Flair. Ooh. We have um, Natalia. We have Natalia clotheslining Bianca and Naomi over, but they both hang on and stay on the the apron. And then um, Natalia goes after Bianca, but Naomi pushes Bianca out of the way and sacrifices herself. And Bianca stays in. 
and Naomi gets eliminated. Oh, look at that. A little callback. Yeah. So Bianca uh, stays alive, which means, and the last two end up being Bianca and Natalia. And at the end, Bianca Belair gets the victory, becoming the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Very nice. Very nice. Having the. A lot of good action. Naomi protecting her her former tag partner Bianca Belair. Huge moment for Bianca Belair getting the win. Building up Natalia just to lose the battle royal is interesting, but I also imagine that Natalia could uh, fight for this even further, maybe. Mm-hmm. But not, I, nonetheless, we're talking right now on the docket potentially Royal Rumble, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. I mean, that's a that's a match if I've ever seen one. Yeah. The boss versus the EST, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And that is how SmackDown comes to a close with Bianca Belair celebrating her win and her new number one contendership. I love it. I love it. End the the night with a new star, a star-making performance at a Bianca Belair. Yes, that was the idea. uh, Winning this battle royal. Uh, Solid move. I like... Uh, very good role. Uh, very, it, it was a very good role, but talking about SmackDown, a very good SmackDown. Thank you. Uh, very intrigued, like I said, about the... I'm, uh, it's where I had like a lot of story beats being discussed. You had like a lot of startings of things or like continuations of stuff where it wasn't like real huge like explanation, ex, you know, plot points like I did. You had a lot of like interesting setups, like the continuation of Styles and Balor as a tag team, and then winning, beating Brizongo in that affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of this this continuation start of Braun Strowman carrying Cross with the draw thing is interesting. A continuation of Mastiff getting wins over these smaller stars here. Um, the Samoa Joe stuff that's a huge plot point that I really enjoyed, and then Bianca Belair getting a moment here. I'm interested to see where this all heads up. Head, heads up, goes to, lands up. I don't know, whatever the <laughs> phrase is. But I liked it. I thought it was very, very strong. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I felt really good about this one uh, once I was finished writing it. Um, I like just having some matches here and there with Andrade and Mastiff. Um, Styles mm-hmm. and Mal are getting a big victory. And like I said, I wanted to build a new a new challenger for the women's title, and I thought a battle royal was a great way to do that because you could see who outlasted the rest of the women's roster. Um, because, yes. like I said, every woman on the SmackDown roster, except for Sasha Banks, of course, was in, involved in this battle royal mm-hmm. um, to see who, who came out on top, and it was Bianca Belair in the end. Yes, but also the things that came out of it, you know, interesting notes of, you know, Naomi being in there, being, or the big one for me is Tony Storm and Piper Niven and, uh, eliminating Charlotte Flair, you know, I assume, you know, I, coming out of teamwork between the two of them, but eliminating Charlotte Flair is a solid move. Mm-hmm. Putting over them as a team, yeah. But also, I imagine whether or not Charlotte Flair likes that or not. But if she doesn't like that, guess what? You got some. You got some matches that have a uh, Charlotte Flair, Tony Stone, and Piper Niven. Yeah. So those are some solid team ups right there. So I like it. I like it. I like where it's going. Thank you. Uh, which makes me terrified about the poll. <laughs> about <laughs> about whether or not what's going to happen with that poll. Uh, and also to be to get the update because Royal Rumble is on the thirty first. Uh, not including this episode, we have one, two, three, four more episodes uh, before the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, long stretch before the Royal Rumble arrives, but some, a lot of stuff we has got to be some done. Building to do. A lot of building, a lot of building, a lot of finalities. I'm sure I can assure you that my uh, 
go home episode will probably have some sort of title match I like, or something. I like having more episodes to build again. I feel like the last two pay per views we only had like a handful of, a handful of build to, um, and now we get a nice long one for the Royal Rumble, which is great. I think. Yeah, I mean, Survivor Series because of the draft, we only ended up with three episodes. For TLC, we had four. Now we get to sit in it and have six episodes. Yeah, to nice, really a nice long six episode build. Yeah, make really some cool storylines. Let them simmer. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, we're not done yet. Like I said at the top of the show, we have the randomizer to attend to. Mm-hmm. So last week, uh, you listeners voted on which card you thought was better. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? Uh, you got to decide by going over to our Twitter page, at CountOutPod. That's out, at CountOutPod on Twitter. So we post a poll there every single weekend, uh, sort of citing what our uh things are you know what we you know what you if what you liked more raw or smackdown um and now it's time to address who the winners and who the losers of last week's poll were oh boy let's hear it okay and the winner of last week's poll was Mikey Man Freddy, the head writer of Smackdown Live Smackdown, Mikey another win another win under their belt I'm so excited Another dub. Getting get the good booking. Fans are loving How it. How dare you? Fans what do you mean getting the Friday good Night Smackdown? How dare you? <laughs> I take this as an affront, sir. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, well, uh, that means that I lost. So that means we got to hit that randomizer. All right, Ryan. Since Smackdown got the victory, the randomizer says that I get to steal a superstar. <laughs> God dang it! Oh no! You gotta be kidding me, dude! I got oh, to steal man. one person from your roster. Hmm. <laughs> it, it, is it just steal a superstar? That's it. Just, just steal, nothing. Just steal a superstar. It it doesn't have to be anyone. It could just be whoever you want. I so after the pick, trade last anyone, week, anyone anyone from Raw. So after the trade last week. Where you were able to snipe, uh, you wouldn't really snipe, but we we agreed upon Sony Deville. Mm-hmm. You now get to take another person from me. God damn it! Hmm. Who do I want? I don't want to. Do I don't want to mess up your storylines too bad here. But I think I have an idea of who I'm taking. Who you could take back Oscar, which would be the cruelest thing. Yes. Oh <laughs> man, just like really get you. <laughs> Just like fair trade. Just kidding. Fair trade. Just kidding. I'm taking back Asuka. She's my. She's taking over Bianca Belair's spot. She's the new number one contender. That's the thing. You can take any of my women, and they can. And you can make them the new number one contender like that. No, I like Bianca smack. Belair where she's at. Um, I think That's I know fair. who. Well, who? Steal, though. It's okay if you t- ruin my storylines. Don't worry. As long as it's not like if you took like Tommaso Ciampa for me, I'll I... be infuriated. But. I am going to steal Buddy Murphy. Ha! <laughs> dang. Dang it. Okay, that's fine. That actually probably helps me <laughs> in the long run. Yeah, I'm going to take Buddy Murphy off your hands there, bud. That's upsetting. Because on SmackDown, he get on SmackDown, he's allowed to have both of his names. How dare you? But it's very interesting now that Buddy Murphy, a person that I took in the draft, 
Uh, well, you took Mastiff and Rollins. Now you have Ma- Mastiff, who's post-disciple, good guy, and Murphy, post-disciple, bad guy. You can have that's an interesting dynamic there. Mm-hmm. But also, that, that's one of the reasons I was taking him. Yeah, that's that's like yeah, that's what I gathered. I really wanted to use Murphy, but I had I I I just I because I love Murphy as a wrestler, and I was trying to set him up into some sort of Alistair Black Murphy storyline. As you remember my Survivor Series build, and then just like other things got in the way, and that was just such the, you know, I I couldn't really, I I, I had nothing to do with that, so I was just like, I can't, I, I don't have enough time to put that in, together. Mm. So now that frees up Alistair Black to continue doing what he's doing, which I guess is something, and uh, and that you know sucks, but you know I'm okay with it. I'm using a lot of other people as much as I wanted to use Murphy. I just. I put him in black with black, and then it just nothing came about with it, and mm-hmm. <sighs> that sucks. But you know, I'm, I'm I've been using other people, so maybe it's the best the best career move for Murphy to uh, move to SmackDown. Besides, Kevin Owens versus Murphy, that could be a cool match. Anything <laughs> anything Murphy's in can be a cool match. That's true. That's true. Although I am I am really thinking about that Murphy Mastiff feud now. Yeah, I mean it's it's right there. You know, it's right there. Did, like sto- the story is right question. there. I have a quick question: Did Murphy ever turn on Seth Rollins in our universe? Yes. No, Good. they're always together. Perfect, always together. In fact, Murphy and Mastiff are former Raw Tag Team Champions. Yes, I know. Uh, it's it's perfect that Murphy didn't turn on Rollins because now I have a storyline. Yes, until Rollins, while Rollins is gone, you could have Murphy v uh, Rollins. But, but who took Rollins out? Mastiff. Correct. It, well, that's what I'm saying. Moving Murphy to SmackDown is a great pick. Everything now you have an Im- together in my head. <laughs> you have an immediate storyline to do something. Because you've been doing this Mastiff stuff for two weeks. But now you have an immediate storyline with this with Mastiff mm-hmm. to go straight into. Yeah. Uh, with Murphy. And it makes sense. Um, so I'm upset by it. But I'm ex- more excited by that storyline idea than what I was doing, which was largely nothing, because largely nothing, because I couldn't really get it together. Um, so, you know, and I, I, I like Mastiff. I like Murphy. So I'm excited to see what you can do with them. I'm upset by it, but, you know, it stems the breaks, I guess. Yeah. It could have been worse. <laughs> Again, it could have been worse. If you took in Tomasa Ciampa from me, that could have been worse. And Murphy's also a guy you wanted in the fair trade as well, remember? Yes. And I do like, I do like this new... Oh, my God, Ryan, I'm loving this. I'm loving everything that's happening right now. You have the, yeah. the tag team champions turned bitter enemies storyline. It's so good. Yeah, it's set up right there for you on a silver goddamn platter. And plus, you got the person out of the fair trade. You got both people you wanted out of the fair trade. I just got Asuka. I never got... I wanted you Mastiff, I believe. just got Asuka. Like, it's so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, Asuka's still a great pick. But I wanted Mastiff, so, <laughs> which I could have done this storyline. But now that you've taken Murphy, which is probably better... Uh, for Murphy, but it's just like, dang, that's all. Such a, oh, I'm so mad about it. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> mad about it. That was a great pick. That was a solid great pick for you. Yeah. Okay, and that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. A long one, Mikey. This this recording process has been a process. <laughs> a lot of starts and stops that the people at home won't know about. But uh, yeah, you totally quite didn't the need pro- to mention because because of editing. No, no, no. I wanted, I wanted to mention it so the audience knows how much effort went into this specific episode. Yeah, this was a, this was a wild one. 
A lot of starts and stops. Hey. A lot of different things. Oh, we got there. We got there. We're here at the end, folks. Just like it was the end of 2020, we've moved on to greener pastures. <laughs> 2021. Um, so that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Mikey, anything to plug? Uh, you should. I got. I got my my other podcast to plug here on the Countout Network. Hit uh, Independent Waters, uh, where me and Zach yes. Batista go through the independent wrestling scene and pick out some gems for you to check out. And we also t- uh, give give them our review. So if you want to get into indie wrestling, or if you already like indie wrestling and want to hear some reviews on some matches, go check out Indie Waters. That is the show for you. Every Wednesday uh, on the Countout Network. Yes, yes, yes. Every single Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to shout out, uh, you know, always, you can always go listen to G1 and Only. I would always appreciate that. But what I do want to shout out, however, is um, that we here at Countout Network are looking to start uh, publishing articles about wrestling. So we want to know if you, if you have an, any interest in writing about wrestling. Um, what You know, it could be good. It could be, it could be positive. It could be negative. It can be um wwe aw new japan stardom it could be real deep indies it could be uh whatever um uh, we want you to we want you to write about whatever you want to write about and we want to help you uh publish that sort of stuff so if you are interested in writing about wrestling then you can uh email us at countoutnetwork at gmail.com or of course you can always dm us i believe our dms of not mistaken our dms are always open open and available so you can go always DM us on Twitter at CountOutPod. But if you're interested about writing about wrestling, um, you know, if you think if you think you're not good at writing, I can t- assure you you are, uh, and I can assure you that we will we will do our best to uh, uh, you know, make your, help get your writing to be better or what have you. You know, we wanna we wanna. There's a lot of voices out there, and it's not just actual voices like Mikey and ours. It's a lot of written word voices, and we want to help. Uh, exemplified that as well. So don't get counted out. Join the network. Join, become a writer, and we would uh, greatly appreciate it. Again, that's DMS at CountOutPod or email us at CountOutNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's CountOutNetwork at gmail.com. Uh, and hope to hear from you all soon. Yes. That is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. We'll be back next week for an all-new episode of Hit the Books. We got a long road to the Royal Rumble Road. <laughs> God, a lot of confusion. This happens every year. We get confused by road to road, the road to road to. Yes, yes, yes. I still every once in a while when I whenever I think of the Royal Rumble, I think of that. I think it was Madison Square Garden where they had like an actual road as like the ramp walkway to the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always think of that at Royal Rumble Arena uh, when I think of the Royal Rumble itself. I don't know why. <laughs> it just always pops up into my brain. Um, but nonetheless, anyways, that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. We'll be back all next week with an all-new episode of this program. So until then, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Count Out Podcast.